Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top-achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand-select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 37 with Colton Horn. In just over two years with Cutco Vector Marketing, Colton distinguished himself as an amazing leader and an inspiration to many. As a branch manager, he was responsible for every aspect of a Vector field sales office, from recruiting to training to development of the team to admin and financial controls. His team finished number one out of about 300 branch offices nationwide in the summer of 2019. Now, as he prepares to graduate from Northwestern University, Colton and his father, Dr. Gerald Horn, have co-founded their own company, Brain Fuel, which is seeking to create a new category in the beverage industry. In this short snippet, Colton shares how his first summer with Cutco transformed his worldview, then details many key elements from his Silver Cup branch summer. This episode ends with Colton sharing a key conversation he had with Andrew Evans that forever shifted his focus as a business leader. If you like what you learn here, be sure to revisit the mind-blowing full episode number 37. Stay tuned at the end of this for a message directly from Colton himself. So you got started with Cutco Vector. What were some of the early lessons that you had uh, as a sales rep? Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple of things that I took away from my first summer with Cutco that I think have really helped me out. Uh, one of them is the importance of having conviction. And conviction to me means a lot of things. First of all, that means believing in the product that you're selling. And with Cutco, that's easy because Cutco is reputable and it's top of the line. Mm-hmm. But conviction also, I think, extends beyond the product. Uh, it means having full confidence in yourself, in the mission that you're on, uh, and really believing deep down that what you're doing is meaningful. And I think once I realized that, I was able to knock down all the barriers that came with wanting to avoid rejection, mixing up priorities as an 18-year-old, you know, dealing with tons of people, even people in my circle who didn't believe I could accomplish the things that I set out to do. Once I had conviction in myself, I was able to get past all of that. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful for sure. The idea beyond just conviction in the product, right? But conviction in our own selves and in the purpose of what we're doing as one of the critical elements of being motivated and inspired. And it's also one of the critical elements of having others follow us. And I'm sure that conviction in yourself is a big part of what led to your success as a branch manager. What were some of the challenges that you experienced as you were starting the job? I think there's two challenges that come to mind. Uh, The first that kind of messed with me early on in my career with Cutco is that people were telling me that Cutco wasn't worth it for me that there wasn't enough opportunity for me to shine and make a name for myself in a company that had tens of thousands of college students. And people that said it should only be a one summer gig before I got you know, a real internship like the rest of my friends. And as I started to invest more and more of myself into growing with the company, I was met with increasing resistance from people who 
thought they had my best interest at heart. And maybe they do. But that was really hard for me at first because that was a point in my life where I still cared tremendously about what other people thought. Uh, and I didn't yet have the same self-assuredness as I do now. Uh, so I was really frustrated for a while, mostly just at people's lack of understanding regarding of what Cutco had to offer. Mm. Uh, but Danny Lewis always says, turn frustration into fascination. And I, I, I started to get curious about how could I make my Cutco experience bigger than I'd ever imagined. And ever since I decided to open up my first branch, I've kept that theme really close to heart in everything I do and that I will strive to make an impact and like I will strive to be epic. The other challenge that I was dealing with at that point in my life before I started college was lacking clarity in knowing what type of life I wanted to create for myself. Uh, And what I've realized in the past two or three years is that most college students don't ask themselves those deep introspective questions until they're forced to. And by that time, you know, they risk playing behind the curve. So when I first started with Cutco, I was juggling these, these new games that I was learning, like sales and growth and career, alongside the games that had become a lot more comfortable, like waiting and uh, following and mediocrity. And I definitely view the end of my first summer with Cutco as a turning point where I went from following the path that society seemed to have waiting for me to going out and forging my own path that leads to the life I want. And since then, that's been a part of my personal mission is to empower others, especially young people, to forge their own path too. So what were your goals going into your second summer? Yeah. At the end of my first summer, or at SC2, one of our big conferences, um, I was in this um, conflict of, should I come back for round two? And I was weighing both sides. On one hand, it was a phenomenal experience and I loved it. And on the other hand, I wasn't sure that I wanted to put in as much work as I did to get you know the same results or slightly better results. And I think that's something that from talking to other you know branch managers in that position, I think it's something that a lot of people feel. And here's what I realized is that the one thing that could get me to come back for sure was if I could have goals or a mission that was big enough and scary enough so that it could both terrify me and invigorate me at the same time. And once I had that, I knew that that was going to be my, my motivation, my, you know, my driving force every single day for the months leading up to the summer. And that's what I wanted. My personal mission statement coming into the last summer was to create a legacy that revolutionizes the perception of branching and raises the bar for the future of our company and community. That's a lot more than CPO. It was, it was literally about changing lives of people on our team and encouraging them to forge their own path. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was trying to inspire students all around the country to think bigger about what the vector opportunity is. And it was a feeling... Here's another thing too, is that when I went to Olean to visit the headquarters, and I was, I was fortunate enough to have dinner with Jim Stitt. Uh, and Jim Stitt... I asked him, what drives you every single day when you, when you were already so successful? And he said, it's a feeling of duty or obligation to everything that he's been given. Uh, and, and that's really how I felt after my first summer. And when my mission was really aligned with my values, that's when I got inspired. So you opened up, you have this target that you could break the all-time record. How did you communicate the goals to your team? Like, How did you enroll all of the new reps 
into this mission so that they were inspired to be a part of something? Yeah, I think I lived it. I think it's one thing to have a mission statement or to ask your team to feel a certain way about your team's goals. But the best way to really get through to the team is to embody the values of that mission day in and day out. And so I was reciting our goals out loud in the morning. Uh, I visualized the summer uh, for exactly seven and a half minutes each day, um, coincidentally. Uh, because I had a song that was seven and a half minutes and it's a classical song. There's no words. And so I just listened to that every morning, close my eyes and visualize the summer. And I did that every day from September to May. And I was obsessed with the mission and I was taken over by the mission. And so anybody who entered our organization could feel it. Right. And I think that that energy was electric. It was contagious. Uh, it was pouring out of me. And as a result, it was, it was pouring out of our team. Um, and I think the other part of it too is, I really wanted to emphasize to our team that it wasn't about competition anymore. It wasn't about competition with anybody else. We were only competing with ourselves. And, and that that's from Simon Sinek. He says that when you compete with everybody else, then everyone wants to see you fail. But when you compete against yourself, then everyone wants to help you succeed. Hmm. And for my second summer, I stopped worrying about everyone else. I started having tunnel vision on what we were doing. The national championship was a byproduct of what we were creating. It wasn't what we were going for because we can't control what other offices were doing. We were really only focused on ourselves and being the best that we could be. And so once we shifted our mindset from you know competing to really trying to dominate, that's when all the improvement happened between summers. Wow, such good insights. Wow. So what are some moments that stand out from this past summer? I think the most memorable moments were typically conversations. Uh, and more often than not, these were, these were conversations that got really deep. Um, sometimes quickly, you know, sometimes it took longer to really get to know somebody at that level. But um, these were conversations where, where either I or somebody else felt really comfortable being vulnerable about what was going on in our lives. And this summer, we probably had double-digit people who cried to me about non-Cutco-related things. Whereas first branch summer, when I was, I think, much more of a manager than a leader, when I was much more controlling... And, and much less empowering um, when I cared more about the CPO and less about you know the people. Um, I don't remember anyone ever getting deep with me like that. And so I love being a resource and an outlet for those people who oftentimes just need somebody to listen. And I think that's helped me become a much better listener in the past year or two. Um, another another you know person who comes to mind from this summer for sure is Jamal. Uh, Jamal is a sales rep from our team. Uh, who's become a true friend of mine. I think he uh, he has a future with Cutgo and management, in my opinion. Um, and throughout our training seminar, when he was first starting, Jamal had a lot of trouble staying focused. Um, he, he was not acting professionally for, for the three days of training. And I considered asking him to not come back. But thankfully, I didn't. Uh, and I sat down with him. I explained that if he wanted to be successful here, he would need to grow up really fast. And from that point on, for the whole summer... Jamal was the first one in the office every day. He was there around 7 a.m. He would beat me to the office a lot of times. And, and that was every day with no exceptions. And as the summer went on and I spent more time with Jamal, I learned about tragedies that he's had to deal with, uh, difficulties that he's had in, in the past and you know, his situation. Uh, I learned about his goals and dreams that I wasn't sure that you know he had ever even like spoken about before. Um, and we talked about what he needs to do to get there. I think in many ways, Jamal became the heart and soul of our team. You know, Colton, there are so many Jamals that come into every vector office 
there are so many Jamals that come into the lives of everyone listening to this podcast, whether they're in Vector or out of Vector. There are people that come into our lives that all they need is the right influence from the right person and it turns the lights on and everything can go great for them. And I think that people like you and I and the people listening to this sort of a podcast are called to be that right leader for people. We are called to that. It's part of the mission that we have in life. It's part of the responsibility that we have in life. You talked about Jim Stitt sharing the duty or obligation to you know everything that he'd been given. I feel like we have a duty or obligation to be able to inspire the people like Jamal who just need a little something. You know, maybe he didn't get the right influence at home or whatever it might have been. Maybe he just didn't click with formal education, but he just needed something, right? And you gave it to him. You gave him that something that helped him to become great. And I think that's an awesome story. It's an awesome example of what we can do for people as leaders. So I really admire that. Another really important conversation that I had between my two branch summers was when I went down to Miami to visit Andrew Evans. And Andrew Evans holds the national branch sales record. And I was asking him mainly for advice on how did he intentionally grow in between each of his summers. Um, And his advice was great. And it was, he told me to stop prioritizing CPO or sales and start prioritizing people. And it sounds simple. and, And we know to do that. But a lot of times it's really hard to do. And that was something that stayed with me ever since. Um, Because I think it's really easy in our business and really in any business to be results-oriented. And there's something to be said for driving the bottom line and focusing on hitting your numbers. But what I've discovered, at least for me, is that the journey is actually far more rewarding than the destination. And all of the growth, all the memories, all the struggles, those are all part of the climb. And so when you only focus on getting to the top, or hitting your sales goal for the sake of the number or the dollar sign, you won't be able to look down on as special of an experience when you're at the top. But when you can really try to take everything in and absorb the little things and appreciate all the people that you come across and shift your focus from quantity to quality, then you can look back with absolute joy on how far you've come. Hey everyone, this is Colton Horn. Thank you so much for listening to this Flashback Friday episode. Very grateful to be able to partner with Dan in this podcast and also to spotlight my new company, Brain Fuel. Brain Fuel is a cerebral beverage. It takes the best of what's in coffee and tea and combines it with the right low glycemic fuels, powerful antioxidants, and brain boosting additives to prolong mental focus, sharpen your alertness and decision making, and protect your brain from burnout. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a top performer, and some days you might need that extra boost for the really important moments. We'd love for you to try out Brain Fuel, and we really appreciate all of the support coming from the Cutco Vector community. As our gesture to this audience, we're offering 35% off your first order if you go to brainfuel.com. Brain Fuel is spelled uniquely because it is unique, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L. So just go on over to brainfuel.com to check it out. We have four delicious flavors and use the code CLSK to get that 35% off. You can also see this offer by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I wish you all the best in continuing to forge your own path in business and in life. And please don't be a stranger if I can ever be of value or if you just want to connect, uh, would love to do so. Thanks so much and have a great rest of your day. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 